Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, everybody, this is Sandra Beck, and we're visiting today with Frankie Picasso, and we're talking about being fabulous after 40, fabulous after 50, uh, whatever fabulous means to you. And that's one of the things, Frankie, I want to talk about today because, you know, I got spin certified last year, and I've been teaching spin classes, and most of the ladies in there are over 40, and it's very different than going to some of the other gyms that I've been to where, you know, everybody's 20 and in spandex, and I got to tell you, though, fitness feels good no matter what age you are. Absolutely. Everybody wants to be fit and feel fit, that's for sure, and if you want to live longer and with less aches and pains, you want to be fit. Yeah. Well, and I like that... Okay, they're gonna just. I'm just gonna put it all out there because sure. that's what we do, right? <laughs> um, I was in the pool the other day doing water aerobics. And I was jumping up and down, and a year ago I would jump, and other parts would jump like a half second later. <laughs> yes, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> that was really an eye opener for me because I really didn't feel jiggly. I really didn't feel, but clearly there was some jiggle, some junk in the trunk, and not where it should be. Like mine was stuck on the hubcaps and like stuck on the, the roof of the car. So um, this year though, taking that same class, um, I jumped and there was so much less. That's like, awesome. You know, I, I really didn't, I don't really think I changed that much in the last year. My body just shifted. You know, it was like 25 pounds. It wasn't a massive, you know, some people lose a hundred pounds or lose 50 yeah. pounds or 80 pounds. I didn't lose that much, but what I had kind of rearranged or toned or toned. Or yeah. Cause I, yeah. The, the, the lifting weights lifted the girls up, you know, they're, yeah. they're much perkier and um, the spin class and kind of running on the treadmill and using the elliptical, I'm getting a waist again. I haven't had a waist since I was like, 25. That's incredible. That's awesome. Good for you. Yeah. So, um, I will say though, I'm a lot achier, you know, it takes me after a good workout, it takes Mm -hmm. me probably two days, not of incredible soreness, but I'm achy and sore and stiff and and groany, um, you know, versus in my twenties when I could just work out and, um, the next day be fine. Well, part of that is too that, you know, they recommend that you do a upper and lower body and, and alternate daily because of that. You need a rest period between exercising to, to let those muscles, uh, you know, relax a little bit and, and get, get back to what you want. I mean, there's a couple of things that you do for that. And one of the best things that you could do for that is, is Epsom salts, sit in a bath with Epsom salts. It takes out all the aches and pains out of your muscles. It draws it out and you feel great. Some athletes sit in, in an ice water bath to get rid of it. And that's really cold, but it works. Yeah, but it works. It works. And I guess the other thing that, um, you know, because I'm a little older than you, so I know about aches and pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there, there's all kinds of, you know, natural ointments now that, that um, you can put on to that, uh, you know, massage oil that, that, that has uh, arnica in it, things like that, that can help with, with getting the aches and pains out of your muscles. 
Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I think has been the biggest change for me this year was putting my health as a priority, Mm -hmm. you know, up until, you know, my kids are older now, they're in middle school and high school. But prior to that, my health was the very last thing on my list. And it is for a lot of women because we're so busy, right? But I mean, are you looking at at exercising because you want to look you know, oh, look at me, I'm sexy, or you're doing it because I want to be healthy and around for a long time. And I think that there's two, those are two different camps and they're not exclusive of one another, but it's a mindset. Am I, am I on a healthy lifestyle or am I doing this so that I can look a certain way because my self-esteem is not good or, or, you know what I'm saying? There's a, all of the above, but yeah. And all of the above, maybe. I think one of the biggest things, what, what pushed me on this journey was I was, I have a big house. I get 10,000 steps on my Fitbit cleaning it. So it's a big house. And as my kids were growing, their clothes got heavier. Like I was used to taking the laundry basket upstairs, putting the clothes away. And then, you know, my size, whatever, whatever my son is, he's a size 16 shoe and six, five, his pants, like three pairs of his jeans in a laundry basket is heavy enough for me. Yeah. And I was getting to the point where I'm like, I used to be able to lug like the 50 pound bag of dog food. And you know, my kids help me. I'm not making it sure. sound like they're not. Um, but I wanted to be able to bring the chlorine, which is 50 pounds to the back by the pool. I wanted to be able to carry like milk and juice. And what I noticed, Frankie, was everything was getting harder. Going up the stairs was getting harder, holding a heavy laundry basket. And I know that certain things were changing, but what was really drastically changing in me was my physical strength. I felt like it was draining out. And why wouldn't it? I'm sitting at a computer all day. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I remember in my forties, uh, (laughs) it's kind of funny, but I wanted to get my motorcycle. I wanted that motorcycle so bad and I wanted to wear chaps and I wanted my butt to look so good in those chaps. And all I could see was my butt and those chaps in my mind's eye. And so I was going to the, I was exercising. I was, you know, doing all kinds of exercises, like my triceps and my, you know, glutes and all this kind of stuff, just so I would be fit enough. Uh, well, and also I was joining the the, the senior dragon boy team, but it was really important. So I was so happy when I had heavy groceries because it was like, oh, I'm just doing bicep curls with my grocery bags. Give, give me all the bags because I'm going to be strong. And, you know, my upper body strength is really strong. But then, you know, have my accident, come my 50s, my 60s, and I'm, I'm weak again. Like, I lost so much strength from my arms. And it's funny how it all, you know, it doesn't go all in one day, but it does definitely go. Right, and, it drains out. It kind of drains out. out until you look at, you know, and then you put that weight and in your arms and those three pairs of jeans, well, that's weight on your hips as you're walking. That That's weight on, you know, other parts of your body. That's not just your arms supporting. And so it gets more difficult as you climb to have extra weight on you. And that's, you know, your physical body weight too. I was looking at um, a Weight Watcher site just the other day and in their connect section where the, you know, the women talk about themselves and there was a girl uh, she was in the produce department and her friend helped her put um, I think she put five bags or six bags of potatoes Uh, you know she was holding these big bags and that visual thinking wow that was the weight you carried around with you that you just took off but six bags 10 pound bags of potatoes that's a lot like I couldn't hold that 
Okay, I'm just going to jump in here for a second because now is like the perfect time to thank our sponsor because our sponsor has one of the best games in the universe. And if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that I love Best Fiends. I'm way over level 300. It's always in my pocket. It's always in my purse because I have it on my phone. And it is one of those games that just whips me out of my bad mood if I'm frustrated with traffic or the kids or my dad. You know, I don't have a lot of time in my day, but I make time for this game because it is that much fun. And Best Fiends is way more fun than the other matching puzzle games out there. So give it a try. Download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. And I love the characters. You know, the the fiends are cute. They have little fangs. I love the colors. Some days I feel like matching flowers. So I'll kind of match the yellow flowers together. You know, other times I feel like blue. Like it's really fun. It's a nice little story. The music is good. And, you know, your fiends start as these little baby versions of themselves and then they get to evolve. And the more you play, the more fiends joined your team, the more powerful they become. And, you know, so it's like this whole thing. And I really enjoy the game. And it's one of those things that makes me feel like I've just got a break. Those are the things that I need from a game. I don't need it to frustrate me. This one is not frustrating. It's challenging, but not so much that you want to like whip your phone across the room. I use it as part of kind of my go-to mood buster. So if I'm in a bad mood or I'm, you know, frustrated or I'm waiting in line, I can just whip out a game and play a few rounds and it's really fun. And there's always a fresh challenge waiting for me when I need that kind of mental pickup. So you guys, check it out. You'll be glad you did. It's one of those tools that I have in my arsenal to stay positive and happy and productive. So download the five-star rated puzzle game, Best Fiends free today. That's download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends, friends without the R. You'll be so glad you did. Now we were talking about weight loss and Frankie losing 60 pounds. And you know, we're talking about that's like six, 10 pound bags of potatoes. So when you guys go to the grocery store the next time, pick up one or two and see how heavy that is. And imagine what 10 pounds of potatoes carrying around feels like on your body. But you walk around with it. Right. And you would and think, you think you're carrying all this weight and you'd be super strong because you're carrying all this weight, but it doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It was funny when you were, when you were talking about the analogy or the, the, you know, the pound, 10 pound bags of potatoes, you know, I was thinking like, look at all like the vitamins and minerals that are in those potatoes. And that was the other kind of come to Jesus that I had was my nutrition. You know, my nutrition yep. consisted a lot of a lot of diet Coke and a lot of coffee drinks. And that's not, you know, like I would never feed those things to my kids. And, um, you know, and, and the concept of vitamins was me eating the vitamins that they left on their plate when they went to school. Like I put their little, you know, chewy vitamins or their little vitamin things. That was the sum total of my vitamin intake. So, I mean, you can go crazy in, in a health food store, obviously, you know, oh, you need this and this and this and this and this. Um, and every day you hear good and bad things about, do you take probiotics or you don't take probiotics? Do you take prebiotics or not? Do you, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's a, you know, for, for the lay person, it, it, it's a world because vitamins and, and those kinds of things, you know, they're not just, uh, they're still a medication. Let's put it that way. Like you can't just take things willy nilly and, 
not know about them because you can, uh, you know, vitamin, vitamin Bs are, are, are water soluble, but vitamin, you know, A's aren't. And so you can have too much of a good thing. So how do you figure out what to take? Oh, is it a multivitamin? You know. Is it like 20 single things and you put them all on your plate and go, okay, I'm healthy now. Well, you know? yeah. I mean, it's like, I look at my dad, you know, my dad had a couple heart attacks, so they have them on potassium and he takes like I want to say like 25 potassium pills a day. Wow. Grade. Yeah. He's got to take them like in the morning. Can't be giving you up in one pill. <laughs> I know. I was like, you know, one giant horse pill. Um, but it is, it is confusing. And all these, all these different companies out there and all the different products. And um, I bought this body boss, Frankie, which was really fun. Um, or boss body, something like that. I don't know. But it was one of the things that I started out with, and I still use it because it's like the idiot's guide to working out. It's the idiot's guide to nutrition. And it has like one page per day. And it's a spiral notebook and it gives you your stretch. It gives you your workout. And then it gives you like, it's got the, the book for that. Because for many of us, I don't have the time, the energy or the desire to weed through all this. I kind of want somebody to tell me what to do and I'll do yeah. it. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. And that's kind of like, I want, I want a controlled diet that somebody brings to my house. <laughs> and says, Eat this now. That would be the perfect ideal thing for me, really. Well, like yeah. what we did to grow our kids. Yeah. You know, we grew really great, healthy, wonderful kids. And that required us to kind of stay after them here, take your vitamins here, you know, get enough protein, you know, don't drink soda, don't drink too many eat too many chips but like you do that for those that you love except that we don't love ourselves sometimes enough to do it for ourselves well or i or it's i don't know if it's that i don't love myself enough it's like i'm tired i want somebody else yeah. to do it for me yeah yeah me too definitely that'd be great <laughs> yeah. i mean i know i'm after my diet just my, my diet my daughter to quit diet coke um you know i mean she's in her 30s and and she can certainly drink whatever she wants but she's complaining about memory loss and she's complaining about all these things that I know that it that it affects and the aluminum cans and all of that so I go you know what why don't you try that like I invite you to try it and and not having it for a while she goes oh I got a massive headache that at work when I didn't take it I go well you know you can take a little bit of caffeine and piece of chocolate or something but it doesn't have to be you know aspartame well, and that's, you know, it's interesting you mentioned the the diet sodas because my dad was a proponent of diet sodas from the time I was a little girl. He always had his diet soda with dinner and um, he always had IBS too, irritable bowel. And as he got older, we were having accident after accident after accident. And um, Dr. Lori Shemek, who wrote a book called Fat Flammation, I talked to her after the show. We did a bunch of shows together. She said, tell your father, because I told her what was going on. She's like, give his bowel a rest. Give it. And, and so for a whole month, all I gave him was green tea, even though he was crabby and, you know, annoyed, but I didn't have any, so any soda, no diet, anything, nothing carbonated, nothing, anything. And he had a diet of water and green tea and, and lemonade, you know, it was kind of a, I'll be honest, it was kind of a pain because I had to keep squeezing and making lemonade. Um, but it was all designed to help his bowel heal. Um, after about two weeks, he looked at me and he said, wow, Stan, I haven't had, we call him an explosion. Like it would yeah. just build up in his bowel and then he'd have to run to the bathroom. And sometimes he'd make it, sometimes he wouldn't. Yeah. At 85, you're not running a marathon. You so. know what? I have a girlfriend that has, has it and sometimes she doesn't make it either. And you know, it's not, it's a horrible disease, really. It, it, it really is. And yeah. you know, for my father though, 
it was sometimes it would be in the grocery store. It could be yeah. at the sporting event at the kids soccer. And, you know, and he'd have to run and at, you know, like I said, at 85, he's not, yeah, hard, right? um, but after the month long soda fast and drinking only soothing liquids and I, she had me put him on a soup every day that had like, it just had vegetables in it. It was just like a vegetable soup, whatever I had, green beans, carrots, yeah. tomatoes, onions, the whole thing. And I just made a pot of that right now. Oh, there you go. Well, miracles happen because we have not had, we've had two explosions in the last like three years since we did that. Fantastic. So you never went back to pop again? Well, it it happened when we went out for French fries, hamburgers, and then he had a big soda. And whatever it is, you know, I don't know, whatever it is in that combination irritated him. And so, but he doesn't have daily soda anymore. He drinks his tea, he drinks his water. And as a result, all of our lives are so much easier. That's fantastic. Nutritional change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so many books out today with so much advice, you know, which diet do you do? Is it the keto? Is it, is it, uh, Stephen Gundy's, you know, with the lectins, is it weight? What, like, what is it? What do you eat? What, what can I eat? I'm so confused really, Sandra, right now. I oh. am so confused. My body's confused because I keep trying stuff and, and leaving it. And I, I, I really don't know anymore. I did the keto for a lot. I like eating that way, but my hair all fell out. And oh. then, yeah, like clumps. And then, See, I liked keto because I felt really alert, really bright, really. But then I was really frustrated because every time I sat down to eat with anyone, it was a chore. Like it yeah. wasn't an easy. And it when I, I don't cheat. Have, That's huh? what I didn't like about it. There's no cheat built into it because if you cheat, you're back to square one. Yeah. You're back and to square not, one. I don't hang around elite athletes. I hang around kids who eat chips and yeah. you know, friends who don't, you know, it's. I think it, about stuff. Yeah. And it was, it was very hard for me to sustain it. Yeah, I know. I, I hear you on that. It was hard for me too. Although I did feel good eating that way. I, I have to look at that and think, okay, what, how can I make it more palatable, easier? Maybe, maybe, you know, it, it's the paleo version, which allows for fruit, which allows for a little bit more, uh, you know, carb that everybody has daily. Cause I was really um, craving the fruit. And I think that's probably part of the reason my, my hair fell out. There's nutritionally, it wasn't, you know, sound. Yeah, it wasn't working for you. Well, and I found that my meal plan cannot stress me out. My meal yes. plan cannot exhaust me because that's some of the, the meal plans that I've tried over the years and they've worked really well. They're also not fit for a family. Like for me, we had at one point we had that household eight to 80 I had an eight year old and an 80 year old. Yes. And so to sit down and make a keto diet or a paleo diet or make a meal and you know, it was really hard, Frankie, to go, how do I, how do I feed everybody and get them? Not that they even have to like dinner, yes. but they have to eat it without a, a, a fuss. And yeah, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's really hard. Cause like even last night, like I served last night, I served ham and a little bit of potatoes and then peas and carrots. And I'm like, well, there's three starches on there, but I didn't get to the market to get fresh lettuce. So I couldn't make a salad. And yeah. I looked in my freezer and it was all I had, um, you know, frozen vegetables. All I had was peas and carrots and then a combo of peas and carrots. Yeah. You know, so when you're working and you have 
kids and you're like me, you have the elder care and child care issues. Where is the balance? You almost had shepherd's pie there. What? <laughs> you almost had enough for shepherd's pie. But you know. with the peas and carrots. You know, it's interesting. Before Christmas, my dad wrote to me and he said, oh, you know what? Um, we just watched this video on, on Netflix. We're, we're going to go keto. And I'm like, cool. And I hope you enjoy it. Right. And he was like trying to get me to do it. And I'm like, okay. Um, just after Christmas, I said, so how's it going? And, and his wife goes, well, she goes, it's not. We, we really like our bread too much when we go out to the restaurant. <laughs> And I thought I kind of figured that was coming. I had a feeling, you know, yeah. people, yeah, you have to enjoy. And so many, for so many of us, our food is, is very tightly related to our emotional oh, health, and right? Social. And social. So for me, I know like I was dieting, dieting, dieting. And then one day I said, okay, I'm not going to diet today. And I went, ah, oh, I feel so good today because I could eat whatever I want. And it was, I went, Boy, that was like a big eye opener. Not that I knew that I didn't like dieting, but it was such a big eye opener that 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 part of me was relaxed finally and let out its breath and go, oh, I feel better. I'm happier. I'm not happier being fat, but I was happier just being able to eat and not worry about what am I going to eat. Right. There's something well, here. That, I'm going to eat it. I'm hungry. Damn it. I'm not going to starve today. Well, that happened to me with with my spin class and getting spin certified and now teaching spin because as a teacher, I not only you know teach three days a week, but I also have I also attend other classes because you know you have to be fit. You can't sure. not be fit as a teacher. So there's a little bit of pressure. And I've really been trying, you know, Dr. Geraldine Teglov, we've both taken her course. I'm really trying to do the walking that she recommended just to clear my mind, clear my head. And I live in Southern California and other than yeah. today where it's 29, normally it's beautiful days to walk. So I could get that that peacefulness in. But when I find that I walk every day and then I go to the gym at night and spin or lift weights or work on the elliptical, I can actually eat more and I don't have the guilt. And it's the guilt, Frankie, that has been lifted off my shoulders. And what's really funny too is like, you know, Zachy likes goldfish crackers, Max likes cookies, you know, my dad likes ice cream. And so that stuff's around me all the time. And I know. Even if I don't go to the market and get it, like my dad's going to the market right now, he's going to come home with chips and cookies and all that crap that he likes to eat. And yeah. it'll sit on the counter like, ooh, come eat me. You know, like, know. <laughs> and you got good days where you look, don't even look at it. You go, I'm not even interested. But then there's that day you're a little stressed out. Or for me, like I, I had to battle a lot feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Because everybody's sitting down and like Zachary the other night, he made four bowls of ice cream and then he put sprinkles on them and he puts nuts, you know, he made sundays for everybody, which was really sweet. You know, he's 12 and he's going to make yeah. dessert for everybody. And then I sat there going, I don't want to hurt his feelings. I don't want to waste it. I don't want it in my body. And so I'm having all this confliction and then I'm like, screw it. I'll just, you know, I'll eat it and I'll work out extra tonight. So I did. But there's a lot of guilt and self-recrimination that goes with eating too. There's a it's lot. Like I feel super guilty today because I was supposed to be dieting today and it didn't work out. My car didn't, I couldn't get into my car. I couldn't get to the grocery store. There's, you know, there's some cookies here. I'm hungry. I get up at three, three o'clock in the morning. You know, I go to bed at midnight. Like it's a very long day where if I don't eat something, I'm not feeling that good. So, you know, you go, okay, fine. I'll eat that. Oh, I guess I'll, I'll eat that too. And 
it was not good choices. And I knew I wasn't making good choices. And then I feel really guilty because I know my kids are like, mom, did you start your diet today? Are you dieting today? They want it for me because they know I don't feel good. I start to not want to socialize with people. Yep. I just want to stay away from people. I don't want you looking at me and judging me going, oh, you're fat. So, so you know, but I'm so conflicted because there's a part of me that really, really, really wants to get there. But I guess I don't want to do the work. <laughs> I, guess, well, I guess that's it. I've done it so many times. I'm tired of it. Yeah. Well, and it's, and it's, it's hard because life is hard. You know, life when I was hard. in my twenties, Frankie, and all I had to do was worry about me. I had a rocking body. You yeah. know, I, I could pull on a pair of jeans, walk out the door in a tank top and no bra and be fine. Yeah. Now it's like you get dressed, you put the bra on, you tuck the girls in, you lift them up and then you put your panties on, you tuck parts in there, get your jeans on. And, um, even just getting my boots on in the winter, like I've been doing yoga once a week and I do a little yoga in the morning, but I'll be honest, it's been icy cold in my bathroom. And there's a reason we don't do frozen yoga. Like yeah. <laughs> we do hot yeah. yoga. Yeah. But frozen yoga is actually painful. Like, but frozen yoga is good. <laughs> yeah, frozen yoga is great. <laughs> you know, and I know it sounds like complaining, complaining. But this morning, like even like, okay, I was watching this, this video, Frankie, um, and I forget the lady's name because I love to promote her and maybe I'll have her on one of the shows. But she talked about time blocking. And the funny thing is, is I teach time blocking at my real estate company. Yeah. But I realized I'm teaching it all wrong for moms. And I was making some mistakes with the people in my class and because I was trying to do time blocking the way that I was taught. And it was really not working for me. It was like hour by hour, I'm going to block out these times. And um, this lady on the internet that I was watching, she time blocked in a different way. She said, okay, from six to nine in the morning is my kind of mom time block. And that's where she got her kids to school, got her dinner made for the night, brought out her chicken to thaw. Like I'm the one who does it at four o'clock and jams it in the sink with hot water. Yeah. You know, she's like, that's my mindset from six to nine in the morning. And if I want to sleep in an extra hour or there's permission slips to sign, like all that stuff happens in that time. It's also the time to throw laundry in, like kind of like all these things. And yeah. then from nine to 12 is her work at home because her kids go to school. Then she does her work at home and she doesn't, because I was trying to throw laundry in, in the middle of conference calls in between them. And Frankie, I started to lose my mind. And yeah. so like nine to 12 is, is my work time where I do the recordings. We do editing, we do whatever needs to be done. Then she takes a lunch break, which I was like, <laughs> like, you know, my lunch break consists of running in the kitchen, grabbing what I can to bring back to my office and eat while I work. And so I'm committed now to taking an hour lunch and I'm going to walk for 30 minutes of it and then bring my lunch with me to the park or bring my lunch, get out of the office, get out of my computer position. Yeah. Um, and then from one to four, cause my kids have after school activities till four. So from four to what, what was it? One to four is like work again. And then from yeah. four o'clock on like four to six is just family time, like run the kids places, get dinner ready. And then six o'clock is like from six to nine is your personal time. And I know as a mom, your personal time is like a joke. Yeah. But at least it helps me not feel like I'm 
like you know that song pinball wizard yep. <laughs> i'm the ball <laughs> it's like you know i'm the pinball wizard and i'm like bouncing off one kid bouncing yeah. another kid yeah. um it's a tough it's a tough place to be in I, I mean i'm not there any longer but i remember it and even even though i'm not there any longer i get people you know at four o'clock in the morning they're already dinging me from somewhere in the world going you know and and they're going i don't really want to talk to you and at five o'clock my friends at work and she you know off facebook and i'm like i i don't want to i don't want to talk to anybody really from three until six like I, that's my time that's my quiet time i'm reading i'm doing whatever it is i want to do after six o'clock i say okay i open the door now to everybody else and then you know it's my dog's time he needs to go out he needs to go somewhere and and like your time block lady you know i get things organized in the kitchen i get things ready and i know what's going to happen i do my shows one from one in the afternoon uh, but prep time is usually 11 until yeah one you know and 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 then all afternoon i got stuff and many evenings i'm out so you know you you got to it is the mindset and you have to get your, your yourself in but i've got lots of little things that i'm doing and i've been finding i've been stressing because i'm not getting them all done or if i am getting them done it's just like i don't want any more on my plate don't i just don't want any more on my plate yeah. and yesterday i wanted to just give it all up and i'm like no you don't really want to give it all up but you just want to get kind of not have to have so much sometimes you know we, oh, we're yeah. overly stimulated Overstimulated, and and you know some of the things that push me over the edge. They're so funny, Frankie, and I, I love to share this stuff because one, sometimes people write in and they're like, "I'll pray for you." <laughs> I'm like, "I like." Uh -huh. um, somebody said that on one of my YouTube videos. She's like, "I'll pray sweet. for you." That's I was sweet. like, "Oh, I'm like, I'll pray for you right back, even though I don't know you." But that was really nice. Um, little things like like today, I opened up the fridge, and there's like nine. I counted them nine little baggies of meat like with luncheon meat, because my kids, it's California, there's not a lot of bread and mayonnaise and meat happening in the heat, even though it's freezing, they're yeah. kind of, they're operant conditioning, like they put their meat in little baggies, and then they assemble their sandwich, but there was like nine little baggies of meat, and my dad's like, well, I gotta go get more lunch meat, and I'm like, and it was all up on the wrong shelf, like somebody had moved it, moved it out of the way, so then I got mad, and then I'm like, cleaning out the refrigerator which was when my cleaning kitchen time like you know yeah. I had made my because I, I was late you know to get on our show today and eating the sandwich in the beginning because I opened the fridge Frankie and then there was like some jar of mystery substance I don't know if it was <laughs> paste for a school project because I oh my God. pasted it I don't know if it was congealed milk it could have been old gravy it wasn't moldy and it wasn't stinky but I couldn't identify it Wow. Even after tasting it, I'm like, I That's taste weird. some cornstarch, but I don't really know what this is. So I poured it down the drain. Good for you. And, and um, but the, the whole sum total was right there was 25 minutes yeah. out of my day. Now it had to be done because I noticed one of the bags of meat had, um, it was chicken and it had like a film on it. Uh, yeah. so I don't know how long it was in there because I've got, you know, between the two boys and my dad, they shove stuff in there and it could be who knows how old. And then there's people's dirty hands that touch it too. Yeah. You know what? It, and, and, but that happens to everybody, right? You open that fridge one day. And, oh, that, that thing's a little bit moldy or that, that cucumber. Oh, I didn't eat that. So now that's all mushy. And then you just start throwing, right? You just start. Just now, now you've taken away time that you were about to do something else. And it's, it's positioned over here. It wasn't in your calendar. You didn't want to do it. wasn't meant to do it. And, but you've dropped things because now 
your headspace is over here. Yeah. You know, I remember in my thirties doing Jane Fonda twice a day. I loved it. I loved it. I was like manic about doing her. I loved her. Uh, today, well, you know, I, I got some physical limitations, but I was looking up exercises yesterday. It was real fun because this girl goes, oh, you, you can't use your legs? Sit on a bed and do these arm exercises. So I started watching her video. It was fantastic. I was doing these arm exercises, but you do each one is three minutes. And Oh my goodness, you know, she goes, you have, you're going to get your aerobic on. You're going to get your aerobic on. She couldn't even talk at the end of it, but you know, she was doing this stuff and I like, that's really good. And I saw these other exercises where you, you get a big um, medicine ball or like the ball that you sit, like to sit on in your office and you put it in, in a bucket and, and you drum like with your arms. It's just a drumming exercise oh. thing. And, I, and they actually have it in gyms where the seniors sit and they drum. And, you know, they stand up, they sit down, but it's like, you know, they're getting their arms working and their heartbeat going, you know, boom, 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 boom. And, and their whole body is getting, and I go, that's a fun exercise. Like that's something that's fun. If you're injured or you have chronic pain, you could probably pull it off. It looks like fun. You're getting, at least you're burning more. some calories. Yeah. I right? would do that because I love music and I love to bang on things. I mean, it's got to be yeah. a very, th yeah, therapeutic from, you know, my fucking frustrating, nah, 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 right? <laughs> <laughs> Next yeah. time, throw that chicken out. Throw that chicken out. <laughs> Stop putting the dirty meat back. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Can I just show the most disgusting boys in my house thing yeah. that I found recently? Okay, I will not name it whether it's my child or my father or my other child. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Yeah. We're not going to name names, but one uh, of them got upset because of the amount of paper being used. Toilet paper? Just paper in general, oh, like we're paper. rainforest kind of stuff. Oh, okay. Watched a documentary. So I had people over and I go to put the napkins out, the paper napkins. And because I have really pretty ones for when people come and sometimes I'll make a special dinner. So I'll put like, like I have napkins that have like a, a Snoopy on them with in a surfboard. And then I'll have like yeah. some that'll have like Christmas flowers, like, you know, just something pretty and nice because I live with boys and my dad, you know, it's a lot of testosterone. Yeah. I'll be honest. So I go to put the napkins out and I'm laying them out and I'm like, how are these all dirty like one had like looked like ketchup one had like mustard one had spaghetti sauce do you know one of my and i'll just say it, one of my children recycled them all recycled them and it was his idea to put them back in the napkin holder <laughs> and i just was like are you kidding me like he's like but mom he's like you know the napkins you know it's a waste they're they still have use left Okie dokie, you know, so now I just, you know, and I was like, I was just floored going, the concept was right. Yeah. Then I had to go and throw, I ended up throwing all the napkins out because they were germy. You know, like I'm not yeah. going to give somebody, especially, no. you know. Company. Right, company <laughs> comes here and have all the germs from the middle school. I take those and I put, and I start wiping my car off with them and stuff like that, you know? Well, I use them to clean up yeah. spills and stuff after dinner yeah. to wipe. I've got um, granite countertops, so I, you know, I wipe them down. I use, you know, I try to reuse and I do sure. reuse and recycle a good deal, but I was just like, really? Like all the napkins are used? Really? And I didn't restock them because they looked full. And you know, what's kind of funny is I find, even though, you know, we're girls, the boys in my house use up more toilet paper than the girls use in the house. And so you talk about wanting to recycle. <laughs> you, you could put that like, you know, 
the the one rule or the two the the two uh, square rule or whatever, which I would never do because I think people should use whatever they want. I but, agree. <laughs> but I've seen that before where people have done that. Um, but they just they go through it so willy nilly, and then here here they you know it's like they would probably not think about that. But here, let's recycle this dirty napkin. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> they were pretty and printed and they had snoopy on them yeah Man. oh gosh that's hilarious but it did give me like you know i did give me pause to like you know kind of look at the usage of of what we use and yeah but i'm like really ocd frankie and i can get like bananas off the wall on this because like i have this thing about wasted water and, you know, I came from Niagara Falls area where there's yeah. tons of water. Like, it's yeah. not like, you know, and I, I do live in the Southern California desert where we did have water rationing for years, but where my sink is, is very far away from my water heater. So you have to run the water, the hot water to get the hot water over there. And it might be, it's about two gallons. Yeah. So my calculation was two gallons, three times a day is six gallons of water wasted. Time. Are you on well water or city water? No, I'm on city water. Oh, okay. But I'm on well water. Draining it down. And I know. Draining, I know. You know. I'm the same though. My 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 shower takes a good two minutes to heat. It's cold, 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 and then it's going to get hot. And if somebody flushes the toilet, there's no water. Yeah. The pressure's gone. Now you got to wait, wait for it to come back, wait for oh. the water, wait for the heat, wait for the stuff. And it's like, so I, I hate wasting it. It is well water and I hate wasting it. And I wish I had, you know, some sort of gray water thing yeah. in my house. But at the same time, you know, what can you do? Well, this is where like I get myself and, you know, I know there's other women out there like me, which is why I bring this up. Like I got myself into such a jam because I, I started keeping gallon jugs by my sink. And so I would fill them up and then I use them to water my plants. And because we're, you know, the Southern California desert, I would literally take the two jugs because it would take just two jugs and I'd walk out and, and, and water my lilacs and then I water my roses and I, you know, and I would be using these things and I was like, okay, I'm washing and sorting all of my glass, plastic and recyclables. So, you know, I'm doing all that, then I'm reclaiming the water. And I was like, this is a good half an hour out of my life that I don't have. So I've been really trying to not stress over the water going down the drain. Cause all I think of is all these people in Africa and all these charities that I've supported over the years where they don't have water. The lady's carrying water on a jug on her head and there's no clean water for people. And I'm just willy nilly letting it run down the drain because I don't want my hands to be in cold water. Well, you know what? Like I, I, we live in totally different climates. You're in Southern California. I am in, you know, Canada in, in the middle of the country. It is so dry here right now that, and I live in a log home. So that the, the wood just absorbs any moisture and you were, we're all sitting here scratching all day long. Cause you're just so itchy. We've got two humidifiers going that take at least five big jugs of water every time. Um, and it, it eats it up eats it up and you're still the humidity is still very very low in the house and you know that's a waste of water really oh, see, i don't look at that because you're you're humidifying the air you're well you're humidifying the air but i mean it's our air you know? I know but i'm just like throwing it down the drain like it's literally yeah. going into the leach field and then draining back into like well, it needs water there too all right well yeah <laughs> i just you know it's like but that's where like i get a little i get a little creepy because 
I, I get to the point where there doesn't seem to be you can't do everything. Yeah. And I know that everybody says, you know, if one person can make a difference and they could do and okay, this is gonna make you feel good because your friend Frankie joined last week I joined the blue dot group. And the blue dot group is Dr. David Suzuki's um uh group to you know, save the water and make sure that that plans are in place to save our environment. And and so um, next week I'm supposed to go and meet with an MP and get him to sign this that he is on board with protection of of, of um, air and and water, right? Because it just makes sense. Why wouldn't you want to protect it? Right. We need it to survive. Um, but some people aren't signing. Okay. But I thought, okay, I'm going to do that because I figured, yes, one person can make a difference, right? Um, but at the same time, like, it doesn't bother me that you don't want to, that you're going to let some water go down your drain because it's ice cold. You know what? It's not pleasant. <laughs> if, it, if you were, like, boiling hot, you wouldn't mind that cold water. But I've seen you, you know, in your home. I have literally seen you wrapped up in blankets in Southern California. It's so cold yes. that, that, you know, I go, wait a minute, you're not in Canada, you're in Southern California <laughs> and you've got, you're wrapped up like a mummy. So I, you know, it's not pleasant to be cold. No. As you get older, you don't like it as well. Well, and I think, you know, it's, it's that what is reasonable. Um, like one of the things that my little napkin saver did uh, teach me was he did a report on plastic bags. And now, yeah. you know, I'm not a plastic bag person. I'm a bag lady. I love pretty bags and I work oh, for the 31 good. bag company. Um, I can see all the bags there. <laughs> yeah, they're all hanging in my back. Um, but I like, I, I like this project that he did because he estimated we have 600 homes in our, in our little master plan community. And he figured out as part of his project, um, and I'm getting my calculator out so I can get the numbers right, but I was using in our household, and this was with my fancy bags, I was still using five plastic bags a visit, you know, of like covering yep. meat or whatever. And that I would go to the market probably five times a week. You know, I got boys in my yep. dad. So not unreasonable. No, I go for, four times a week. Yeah, so for a family of four, you know, that's pretty reasonable. Well, that turns out to be 1,300 plastic bags a year. And then he multiplied it by the number of homes in our community, which is 600 homes in the, you know, in our Acton, in our town. Yeah. And some people have eight kids, some people have two kids. But using an average of a family of four, Frankie, that's 780,000 plastic bags wow. used by our community. Yeah, and then he multiplied out, because um, I started using bento boxes, like those little plastic boxes that you put lunch in, yep. food and you snap them shut and you rinse them. Um, Ziplocs, little baby Ziplocs for lunches, a million five sixty. Wow. Just in our town for school See, lunches. Like, that's just phenomenal. And I can, I mean, we, we went to school with plastic, with, with paper bags, remember? Oh yeah, that smell—it just brings back all those memories when you smell inside a, a paper bag. But and, and a sandwich would be wrapped up in wax paper, or right. you know. But now of the, we use Ziplocs. Now we, we use Ziploc. And I would use. But like, at least the garbage bags, or the the you know the, the bags that you come home from the grocery store with. I mean, I, I they're my garbage bags in my bathrooms. 
Right. So right. we try to reuse them. Reuse those. I have seen where there's a group of women who who um, crochet those bags into into mats, oh. and they send them over to places like Africa and stuff. Because what it does is it gives you um, a layer where you don't get wet. So you can lay oh. on the ground and you're not going to get wet, right? So it's like a, a layer to keep you dry. And then you put your bag, like, you know, your um, your blanket or whatever on top of the plastic. But it's apparently it's very uh, cushy and durable. And, and durable. And so they crochet these bags together. They weave them together or crochet them together and they, they make these nice bags and then they ship them out. It's a really great way to reuse. I love that because like this is again where like it's water down the drain or, you know, putting the stuff in the garbage. And even though I would pick up my dog's poop, like, you know, I would, yeah. I would try to reuse them and I would use them as liners for things. Yeah. It's still the concept of it's producing. It's a phenomenal amount. It's yeah. a phenomenal amount. Yeah. Really and then is. you just go, we're one little tiny town of 600 people. Can you imagine what? Yeah. Yeah. Just exponentially. But I love going to like a nice boutique and they have gorgeous paper bags that are printed beautifully. I like, I love to collect those. Like those excite me when I see them. Right. They're I like do. Art. And I love paper bags and I love reusing them. And I love, yeah. you know, like they're, to me, those are, are really handy. And, um, yeah, I guess it's just a matter. That, that's a tree, right? Right. You can't win. Tree. No, you can't well, win because it's like you know, like you, that's where I start to get like a lot of control going. I'm trying to recycle everything I can, and the kids agree with me. But then my friends are like, "Why do you even bother? We don't even recycle in our house." And I'm like, "Oh, oh I recycle." Today's recycling day. I, I recycle everything that I do do diligently. It's yeah. very like it, it's ingrained in Canada here. Everybody recycles. Um, the, the, what I don't do is I don't do the. Um, like the worm thing and the composting. I don't do yeah. that. No, That's I don't either. Cause it takes gross. too much water, you know, yeah. everything dries out and it just grosses me out a little bit too much. But, um, other than that, I recycle. Yeah. I mean, but this it's is not like, hard. This is the stuff that is never really talked about in fitness you know, over 40, like, cause we talked about emotional fitness. We talked yeah. about environmental fitness, you know, because your environment does, it does influence. And, you know, if you have, like when my recycling piles up, you know, it's like, I will take all that stuff and take it to the recycler, which is kind of a big, heavy job, you know, cause they don't pick it up here. We have to actually take it and put it in their car and, you know, big tubs of glass and stuff. Oh, okay. But I'll actually do that and not go to the gym, but then I'll beat myself up for not getting my workout in. Cause it's not a real workout if it wasn't an hour and my heart rate didn't. And this is where like my, I think it's like my OCD. I don't know what it is that, that gets out of control does do the restaurants um where you near where you go do, do they still give out straws we don't get straws yeah. anymore in our drinks here they've stopped oh, really? it they'll have them if you ask for it but it's they don't put out a drink anymore with a straw i love that because you know obviously a lot of the sea life we're getting really maimed by by straws and, and birds and stuff however there's two things i think that you can do one is we always had paper straws when I was growing up. Remember you had those yeah. wax straws? Yeah. They, they can bring those back. And they I think could. some places are. The other thing is there's a reusable straw. Like there's those Oh, we have the plastic straw. ones. Those hard, yeah, those hard ones. And you can take that with you. I mean, if you really were concerned about ecology, you can take, buy one and take it with you when you go out. Right. And you're asking for one. Because I really love now that, that the restaurants have gotten on board and not, are not giving out straws. I think that's really great. I do too. I do too. I'd like to see that with chopsticks. I'd like to see. I love eating chopsticks. Well, and I like that 
you know, we use our own chopsticks at home and they're permanent yeah. ones, but I don't like the disposable chopsticks. I think no. those are huge wastes of, of again, yeah. you know, um, but I need to wrap it up for us today. Frankie, thank you for talking about fitness over 40, whatever that looks like for you and for me. Um, it's always a pleasure. Thank you, Sandra. It's fun to be with you. Me too. Me too. All right. We'll do it again soon. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.